following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, September 30th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 31. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, we got a little time today, so give me a 31. Oh, let's go with Roy Williams. He's Your boy. Yeah, Your boy, Roy. George Teague, maybe. I mean, there's a lot. Brock Marion, Byron Jones. Brock Marion. That was when I first got, first got to the Cowboys. I, it, it would just be Byron for me. Byron. I can't. Who's who? Wear, who's wearing thirty one right now? Uh, Trayvon Diggs wore it for like an hour yeah. training camp <laughs> an before hour, he yeah. moved to yeah twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. I think thirty one's open right now. No, Kennedy. Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy. Kennedy. Oh, I'm right? sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Maurice. Breaking, breaking news. Andy. Sorry, Maurice. Uh-oh. No, I'm not. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, he got some playing time last week. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and I love that response. No, I was uh, honestly thinking of like in the '80s of like a 31. I don't know, Benny Barnes maybe played back in the '70s. Benny Barnes, he was in the that '70s. Sounds like a basketball player for yeah. some reason. Benny Barnes. No, no. He, well, he played football. He, he was a corner. All right, 31. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that, Nick. Thomas Appreciate Everett. That. Yeah. Let's jump into uh, into what some of our topics for the day. Remember, we got Bucky Brooks coming up in the uh, second segment uh, from NFL Network. He's going to talk to us about this Carolina defense. Man, I'm I'm a little worried about this one. We're going to talk to him about it and get some some feedback from him on what we think of of this defense. What what are you, you doing? Just huh? just I mean all over the map. Yeah, yeah you watch. This. You probably watch like we seven plays and you're like, you know, if them stop. I'm not saying they're not good, but I mean, we, we know like, this. We know. We know. I get worried. I just said it yesterday. Like I got PTSD as a you fan. Just, like, you just, I'm all over not, the map. It's not even it. that you get worried. Like you just, you ride the wave. Like you either think that the Cowboys will never lose again, or that like everything is gonna be bad. Always. And by the way, and by the way, I could be like that an hour apart. Like, That's it, what I'm it's, saying. Yeah, yeah. It's not even. It's I'm not even. Net- in weeks, it's I already, like an hour apart. I already said this. An hour apart, you were like, get to work on that story, man. And then like 15 minutes later, you were like, oh gosh, we're oh in gosh. trouble. I bet you. We're in trouble. <laughs> I was like, Derek, they're not in trouble. In the press like, box, if there was a there was a camera that showed like both of us, yeah. we would probably annoy so many people because we don't just say like, man, that was a bad play by so-and-so. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of take it to a – is he – is he? Does he need to be cut? Like, is he any good? Like, is you know, like we just take this whole. Is he going to the Pro Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Like, See, yeah, we go I all think, the way in. I think people would relate to y'all because that's how fans that's watch how they games. Do Maybe it, so. Yeah. I think Maybe people so. would be annoyed by me because I'm just sitting there and like I look over. I'm like, yep, y'all are talking. Cool. I'm gonna. I'm watch the game. <laughs> Y'all can be quiet if yeah. you want to. No, okay. well, well, I know that's probably not got some chats going on with your LSU buddies and stuff like that. Like you're always cranking away on something, but that might be just tweeting. It's usually Twitter or pulling up the stats. I, but so you got to remember, my friends aren't Cowboy fans, that's true. so yeah. I mean, they might. I'll, I'll get text people that are like. What the hell, Dave? Amari's on my fantasy team. He's not doing anything. I'm like, shut up. I don't care. Like, I'm, like I can do something. Yeah, about Yeah, I'm at work right now. Yeah, yeah. Barely but. care about my fantasy team. <laughs> Dave, you know, they're going like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. What's Joe well, doing? Oh, Joe doing? When yeah. yeah, when Cincinnati or LSU are playing, it's a different story for sure. You oh, know, like, actually man, but, tonight. 
I'm sorry. No. I saw that too, and I was Jackson like, Jackson Bengals. I'm really excited about football right now, just because oh. you know it's that time of the year. But I'm like, I'm having a hard time getting up for this one. I would speak. Hard that's, time. This happened right before Mike McCarthy's press conference. Somebody was like, yeah, maybe I'll do that tonight. It's not like anybody wants to watch Jags Bengals. And I was like, speak for yourself. Joey B and Jamar, You're I'm in. in. I'm there. They're yeah. tweeting the game. Their white uniforms Which might ones? be the best in the league. Bengal? Oh, they're pretty, they're pretty nice. Dude, they are slick. awesome. I'm not talking about the Jags. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh. I mean, and they're fine, but now nah, I don't know. The Bengals, they got it. The, the arrow's definitely going up right now. I mean, for them. I mean, yeah. I know we don't play them. I know we're not supposed to be talking about them. But well, you know, one of the interesting things, and I'll tie it back to the Cowboys. I just read this morning, Cheeto Awuzie, who was signed by them in the offseason, cornerback now, starting for them. He has the lowest completion percentage against him when he's been targeted in the entire NFL through three good games. For him. Wow. Yeah. And good I, for him. it made me wonder, like, and I don't remember, you guys know way more and keep up with this a lot more than I do, but what was the deal? What did he get signed for in, in Cincinnati? It was like low to mid twenties, like three years, I want to say three years, twenty two million dollars or like doable mid- deal for a cornerback, starting yeah, cornerback. Oh, that that is a good price for a starting caliber corner. Yeah, for sure. But they had no room for him because um they were gonna draft one of these two guys. Yeah, you know they were going to draft one. But of, but how would you feel right now sorry, if he was, was on the opposite? Go uh, it was three years, twenty one point seven. I was close. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, how would you feel right now if he was opposite Diggs? Would you feel better about that than you do with no. Anthony Brown? No. But you got to like got to remember like there was no way any of those two corners weren't going to be there for the Cowboys in their mind. I'm mm-hmm. Like they're going to get a corner here. True. They're yeah. going to take one of these. Two they corners. thought they were getting one first round. Right. It's going to be we're going to yeah. have one of those guys with Diggs, and we're going to be off and running. The way the Cowboys have played this is perfect. I yeah, Anthony Brown's not amazing. Jordan Lewis is fine. That's that's okay because they didn't invest in them to be guys that mm-hmm. this is not Jalen Smith where you're like, what are we going to do with this contract? Yeah, it's like right. the minute Kelvin Joseph steps up or if he even if he doesn't like you can just keep drafting that and you can either let Anthony Brown's already this is the second year of his extension so he's already only got one year left after this year mm-hmm. and by the way the guarantees are done you can move on from that whenever you want to you can move on from Anthony Brown or Jordan right now and the cap hit is negligible by NFL standards right. so they're serviceable they're good enough for now they're bridge players, bridge players. that's Brian brought us where are you at buddy you're building a bridge with this player waiting for these young guys. It's unfortunate <laughs> Kelvin. So it's unfortunate that Kelvin Joseph isn't ready right now. Yeah. But the way they played this is great. And by the way, drafting Kelvin Joseph in the second round doesn't stop them from drafting a cornerback in the first round next year if that's how it falls. It's, so I thought about that too, but I've got another position that I'm like, mm. well, I'm not saying they need to draft a corner in the first round, but what's that what's position? Up? Offensive uh, line, like center. Yeah. Like, like, and I'm, th- and I'm thinking, you know, like if you're, if you're picking thirty second, you can, um, you, no, just <laughs> he just no, threw that out no, there. Just it, it just kind of went right trade. past. Hey, they've picked thirty yeah. second before, and I think it was the year they got Frederick, and they got a center. Thirty one. Oh, yeah, was yeah, it thirty one? Yeah, thirty one. But I, I'm just but saying, they weren't, they weren't in the game, but yeah, they got thirty one. They'll be in the twenties. I mean, this is a good football yeah, team. I think so too. I mean, they'll be, they'll be in the twenties. That's where you can get, you can get superior talent and value. Yeah. At a position like that, so we'll see. Biotis has got to get, you got to get better. They're going to ride with him here, I, I think. And, you know, and, and I don't know if he played poorly. I know a couple of plays where he didn't. Well, I will do in the in the final segment. We actually going to spend some time on the offensive line because I really want to talk about a couple different guys in that offensive line and and the other part to this. And we'll talk 
a little bit to Bucky about this. This may be the best, if you go across the line, this may be the best line that they will have faced to this point, at least how they're playing this year, because I know the Bucks are still the Bucks, and their defense last year was probably the best in the league, among the best in the league for sure. Um, but thinking about how they're playing this year, this may be a this is definitely a very talented offensive line. I mean, defense line they'll be facing. So I want to see kind of yeah. how those guys are going to relate there. Um, I did have one question. We were talking about the cornerbacks, and and with regards to Trayvon Diggs, we had a question from Twitter from Randall Walker. He said, "With Trayvon shadowing receivers now, can he also cover them when he's lined up in the slot? What have you guys seen as far as when he's traveling? How much does he move around? Does he go into the slot, or does he pretty much stay on the outside?" That's a really good question. And I feel like I've seen him. I in think there, I've seen him in there too. But, but you know, it all it all depends on who you're playing and what what do they do yeah. you know um but i know keenan allen is a, is a lineup everywhere type of guy right. um i don't know if he, he he actually you know what after the game we got trayvon diggs against the chargers and i asked him about that he said yeah he pretty much went with him every snap except for a couple of times when we went into zone and uh, some coverages on third down um i'm not sure if that meant slot or not i mean i think he can he can do it he can go in there um, you know, again, I say it a thousand times, but you know, when he moves around, a lot of people are moving around yeah. too. So you got to give credit to, you know, the whole defense for adjusting as well. Yeah, I hate to. I'm just gonna keep bitching about Game Pass. It's awful. So my my tape study is not where I want it to be right now. I will get better as the season goes. I was gonna. Say, I can't remember him being in the slot a ton. But I have all the confidence in the world that he could if they needed him to. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah, Keenan Allen does that. Mm -hmm. I I would play him wherever I felt like he needed to be. I don't care you know, where it is. Sometimes it's a domino effect of it too. And I always go back to, you know, I think I think Des Bryant made Cole Beasley's career because Des was limited in the slot. He couldn't play the slot. Yep. Beasley couldn't play on the outside. So Beasley always had a, a role in the slot because Des was always gonna be on the outside. Cowboys have cornerbacks like Jordan Lewis that they don't think they really want to put on the outside. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, you want if, if you put Diggs inside, then who goes to the outside? And that where might be a mismatch that they don't want to get into. So that's why I don't think it's not that he couldn't. I think it's probably because some other inside guys aren't as good on the outside. Worth noting, Trayvon Diggs. Twenty eight snaps in the slot. There you go. Wow. That's, that's a lot. Good. Yeah. It's yeah. a good pull by Beam. Dang. Yeah, thank you, sir. Get it. Our producer Chris Beam, thank you for that information. But yeah, that that says a lot about his ability. Twenty eight. So I if that was a website, or if Beam yeah. just charts this, yeah. he might chart it as he's as he's shooting as he's shooting on the sideline. Yeah. We're like slot, with, watching it with one eye here. And yeah. So uh, they've probably played a little bit more somewhere. Like I, I'm guessing they've probably played like 120 snaps on defense. It was 54 last week. Mm -hmm. So what's I mean? That's a little. That's like somewhere in the teens He's in played terms 190 of 190 snaps. 190. Damn, I yeah. shorted him yeah, by a lot. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like 50. You know, yeah. One dang 190. 190 feels like a lot for three games. 190 out of 190. It says 190, 28 in the slot, and hold on one second. Either, but so it's it's not a huge percentage. It is, yeah. I mean, 28. But, but it means he can. The, the point yeah. is, it can, and that's I think what the question was is, yeah. can he follow, truly follow a guy if they wanted him to for the entire game, no matter where he goes? And I think he can. I would not limit him if I like if that's what the game plan called for. I'm cool with it. I yeah. just again, if that means Jordan Lewis is lining up on the outside, that that might be more of a problem than letting. Letting Diggs just not take the star receiver when he goes inside. 
Jordan, we've seen Jordan Lewis. I mean, it wasn't a ton of plays, but we've seen him stay with guys like Kamara for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jordan Lewis is a good player, quick, and he's one you know weird play away from. We're talking about him all week. Yeah. If he that ball popped right in his it face, it came quick. It, yeah. it, it, it was that was that wasn't really a drop, but if he catches that, walks into the end zone. Yep. It's not a drop, and I'm I'm not trying to trash talk Jordan, but that's what I was talking about. People are like, oh yeah, the digs the digs pick against Tampa, whatever. That's a bobble ball. Right, That's a good point. not yeah. guaranteed to make those plays. We yep. haven't seen Dallas cornerbacks make those plays. I think the bounce on Jordan was tougher than the bounce to Diggs. It like, came a lot faster. Yeah, Diggs's play was a little bit easier to make, but I'm not taking for granted that a Dallas cornerback can make that play because we just haven't I mean, seen it often. Yeah. Jordan, I mean, Diggs never played offense. I mean, Jordan has. <laughs> Diggs played receiver at Bama. No, I'm oh, about you mean the Cowboys? The, oh, yeah, Mister. But, the jet sweep extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, that's four <laughs> yards. I forgot right there. about that. You remember that? Yeah, I, I'm telling you, if I they ever needed, if they it. ever needed something like that, I'm, I think Diggs could play receiver. I think so for too. sure. I mean, like now, they I don't why? Know why? They, they don't stay they over don't, there. They man. don't. They don't <laughs> need like it. the best receiver. They don't need league. it. I don't think he would be. You know, he's not better than like don't Noah Brown. Don't too much. You don't no, have to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying, but like, you got enough injuries where you need an extra. Maybe he's got great hands. You could. You. I mean, you could just see the interception. The play that he made and let's talk about him real quick i mean dave wrote the story yeah. nfc defensive uh, player of the nfc uh defensive player of the, of the month the month the month big september will be over by the time they play he, i mean is huge. what is there to say three picks a touchdown six pass breakups which is t- uh leading the league um awesome. dallas's pass defense is top 10 i don't think yeah. i realized that but it's um, large uh, M- mickey's gonna answer this one for you tell me the last time this has happened <laughs> i mean whatever you're about to ask no that was the question yeah mickey because he sits with the guy everson walls everson walls was that the last no 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 i'm saying the last time the cowboys had a defensive player named defensive player of the month in the nfl it's probably D-Ware. I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah. My memory is not as great as I think it used to be, but I'm pretty sure that a player has never won this in the time that I've covered the team. 2013 was your first year? Right. Which is not a huge stretch of time, but... Yeah. Go right to it. I don't I'm, think I'm it's... guessing it was back in the in the Ware days. I don't think it's in the heyday of DeMarcus. Player of the month. Yeah. You never know. I mean... It's... And if you want to talk about cornerbacks... Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. Finding You'll that think one. Tinu did it? I'm guessing no. He never was a big interception guy, and to do that, you got to get some interceptions. Yeah, you gotta, Roy you, Williams might have, but but yeah, that's not true. Dave's not Maybe. Dave's error. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't think of a guy that, that did it. He's yeah. been a revelation. Like I, I knew he was good. I was reluctant to say he was this good because of Bama. No, no not I'm just, I'm yeah, just just mainly because yeah. I've been burned yeah. before. Yeah, because yeah, of Bama. Seriously yeah. though, I I wrote this article after it happened. I yeah, mean, I our first round picks were good, uh, great at Alabama, but second pick, second round picks and, and on, it's been it's been hit and miss. Yeah, you know, for for them. So I think they get taken because they were really good players there, but they get you know. Sometimes know. you don't know if it's because of all the talent yeah. around them. Right? And I, I'm I'm very surprised at what he's been able to do, honestly. Yeah. I, I I don't want to. Yeah, I I am. I there's no other way to say it. Like I thought he was a good player. Thought he had a good rookie year. Now I'm like, damn, is he like a top? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's it's too soon to say top ten, but and I, I think you have to break it down. I was talking about this on the radio today. Like, you can't compare a second year corner who's a month into his second year to Jalen Ramsey who's been doing this for five years. Right. Like. The pecking orders are a little bit different, but like among the younger players, 
guys who are still on their rookie deals. Yeah. He's yeah, he's in the conversation. Has he played 16 games yet? I don't think he has. Didn't he miss like four? He missed a few last year. I, I'd have to he's, look it up. He's probably played like 15 or so games. And mm-hmm. so you think about it. And I know that's hard to say, like a 16 game, because he's had two training camps and yeah. preseason and stuff like that. But 16 games, I think he's about to play a 16th game. If you were sitting there to say, hey, he's got six interceptions, I mean, that would be a, that would be a monster rookie he's year. He's the fastest player to it since Marcus Peters. The last defensive player Which, of the good month company. for the Cowboys was Demarcus Lawrence in September 2017. Damn it, 17. That was wow. remember he started that year with like seven sacks. Yeah, he yeah. he got four sacks against Denver in that blowout, and he had yeah, like he he tore it up. I yeah. forgot about yeah. that. And then yep. Sean Lee had it twice. September okay. of thirteen and uh, well, uh, October thirteen and September I just of suck then. I, I can <laughs> promise you that they played Sean Lee played the Eagles in that month, maybe twice. Well, you know, I that he was his team. Yeah. He get like that eighteen tackles. To, in there. To, to he really also right. that, looked that up. September no, no, <laughs> September thirteen was when he had um, he had that pick six against the Chargers that year too, and that was in September. Did he get hurt that game? I don't know. I just I'll never he picked six rivers and they had a big lead at halftime and I was like all right they're rolling and then like they got their asses kicked th- in the second half. I think he got hurt in that game because D D uh, Ware threw a player onto his foot and broke his toe and Jeez. he got hurt. Yeah, D Ware just tossed some guy around. See ya. I can tell, like, we're all in a great mood and have energy today because we're just all over the freaking place. And I do right. need to take a break. We so talked about the Bengals before we talked about any other player on but the I, team. But I brought it back to the Cowboys. You did. You swore. You put it back on, in the room. All right, so we're going we're gonna to take our first break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. We'll talk about the Carolina defense. His defense is pretty good. We're going to get into that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. 
Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team is back for another exciting season. Don't miss new episodes every Friday at 9, 8 central only on CMT. That's a read right there. Good job, Nick. Welcome back. Second second you gonna watch, break. You're gonna watch the making the team? I absolutely will. I absolutely yeah. will. And by you the watch way, it some other any other yeah, reality shows other than Big we, Brother. We, well, Big Brother's over now. Uh, Go Tiffany. Know. Huh? She won. She didn't win. I thought she oh she oh, won oh, oh, she won oh. House May or she won yes. America's favorite. Sorry yeah, 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 for sorry. all the people that DVR'd it watching it tonight. I know, right? You oh, just whatever. killed it. They're like, I'm not gonna watch Bengals Jags. I'm gonna watch this tonight. I'm watching what happened last night and Dave just watching Survivor. I have been watching Survivor. I watched the second episode last night. It's funny. I heard you you guys talking over there uh, to I'm Danny. I'm in, man. And I'm it's in. like the funny thing was like there right now Danny's not even like on screen a whole lot because they're just like, oh, you guys won again. You just go yeah, back. You don't we get got on other, screen. We're worried about the teams that are just like losing people, hemorrhaging people. These other teams have week. like PhD students, and, <laughs> right. and they're just like, yeah, Danny McRae, professional football players, just over here <laughs> carrying these comps. Yeah, it's fun though. I'm into no, it. it. Is I'm, I, I've never watched Survivor before, but this season I'm definitely in. I'm having a good time watching it. So yeah, all right. He did say uh, this morning that um, the editing process kind of helped him out a little bit. He said, "Yeah, he said if they would have showed everything that happened in that challenge, it would have oh. been embarrassing. He's like they ended out, they 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 did me right." Oh, I could tell. I could <laughs> tell he was kind of tired. That and that challenge looked like that it looked was kind of yeah, especially five days of not eating, and then you go do that challenge. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, that that sounds like that would be really really hard. All right, we're joined right now by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. Bucky, welcome to the show. Let's talk about this Carolina defense, and uh, I'll start first with uh, Carolina's allowed the fewest yards and second-fewest points this season. Uh, is this more of a, a reflection of who they've played? They've played the Jets and New Orleans and Houston, or is this defense really that good? Defense is really good. They're really good because they're fast. They're athletic. They can get after you. And I think when you talk to Matt Rule, and I t- had a chance to talk to him while he was at Baylor, he talked about rebuilding programs. He said the number one thing that you have to do on defense is you got to put speed on the field. And I don't care where they come from, you got to be able to put a fast and explosive team on the field. And when I look at the Carolina Panthers, they have certainly followed suit when it comes to their premise. They have DBs playing at linebacker. They have guys who should be linebackers putting their hand in the dirt like Brian Burns. And because they're so fast and athletic, they overwhelm you with their collective explosiveness. And you have a Bill Snow who is a little creative and out of the box, and it puts a lot of pressure on you as an offense to figure it out. So that being said, obviously, you know, it sounds like they have a track team going on defense. That means we'll probably see the Cowboys try to attack them by running the ball at them. I mean, because they can't be that powerful if they're going to be that fast, right? Yeah, the problem is you got big Derrick Brown sitting up in the middle of their defense, <laughs> and Derrick Brown can be a handful. And, you know, like he hasn't put up like these crazy numbers, but he does enough to let the other guys eat. Shaq Thompson is having a good year because Derrick Brown is up in the middle commanding double teams and allowing those guys to run and chase. When Jeremy Box, Jimmy Chin decides to get into the box, then it becomes an issue. So, look, they're a rock-solid defense. Uh, They're tough. Uh, Matt Rule has done a great job of making sure that they play hard and they play with a level of toughness and physicality. So this will be kind of a a test of wheels, particularly if the Cowboys elect to run the football at them. Uh, It's going to be a a heavyweight fight, an old-school 15-round heavyweight fight at the line of scrimmage. Nice. Bucky, I know enough to know that Brian Burns is one of the best young pass rushers in the NFL right now, but I don't know his game enough to know how versatile he is. And is this, I mean, 
does he play in one spot? Do they move him wherever the matchup is? Obviously, I'm asking because I mean, are they just going to put him over Terrence Steele and say have fun, or what? What are we looking at here? Well, what you're looking at is a guy who is a speed rusher and a speed rusher only. Uh, the best thing that he does is, man, he just gets up the field on the ball. He has great snap count anticipation and first step quickness. And so if you're laid out of your stance, he's by you. Um, now, to be honest, because he's not a big fan of mine, going all the way back to when he was coming out of college, <laughs> like he's kind of a one-trick pony, mm. right? He's either going to come up the field or he's going to do a spin move. And a lot of his sacks are kind of sacks on air. It's a blown protection. Uh, the running back forgets to pick him up, and he kind of falls into it. That said, he does have a lot of speed and he can chase it down from the backside. The main thing that you have to do with him, you got to put a body on him. If you put a body on him, then you can nullify him. But if you fall asleep at the wheel, he'll run past you. He's certainly going to knock down the quarterback. Sounds like this defense is really good. Uh, the, the numbers reflect it. They are number one against the pass. They are number one against the run. If you had to choose one of the two and say this is where you would have potentially more success than the other, would you pass predominantly or would you run predominantly against this defense? Oh, I think if you're the Cowboys, I think you balance. I, I think as much as I can give Matt Rule and Phil Snow and all those guys their flowers, I don't think if you're the Cowboys offense that you're blinking at the on the other side. I think you do what you do and then you adjust accordingly. I think the best thing that the Cowboys have done is they've been balanced. And I think Kellen Moore said this. I saw Dave retweeted this when he talked about um, look, man, it's players, not plays. He basically kind of boiled down to that. We got better players, so it doesn't matter what plays I call. I just need to get the ball to the best players. And I think that is the premise that worked well for the Cowboys. Zeke, Tony Pollard, Amari Cooper, uh, CeeDee Lamb, when they get their touches, more likely than not, they're better than the opponent. And so the Cowboys just need to play the game. I will say when they run the football and it's a little closer to the 50-50 balance, it helps the defense because you're not defending as many plays. And so just being mindful of time of possession and the number of plays that you're running on offense, that is to the benefit of the defense. But I think you line up and you play, you see how they're playing because you have favorable matchups on the outside. I think you attacked him throwing it, but I think at the end of the day, man, when you're running with Zeke and Tony Pollard, like that is a problem. I know sometimes when you look at offensive linemen, they give up a sack or, or you know some penalties, and you think, well, they're having a bad game. But you know, there's 50, 60 other plays that they do all right. Where's Tyler Biotish in this in your mind as far as where's he's how he's playing here? Mm, he struggled a little bit now. The one thing about guys inside, you can cover them up. You know, and the offensive line, the offensive line is as good as your weakest link. And he when he's on the field uh, for whatever reason, you know, he just hasn't been a power pusher. And that is, is, is really odd, because when you think about Wisconsin linemen, you think about Wisconsin and moving people off the ball and the level of success that they've had with guys in the National Football League. He has kind of fallen short of that standard. That said, the Cowboys have an ability to cover him up. Uh, they've been able to kind of hide him within like the collective unit, but he certainly hasn't played well enough to kind of like allow the Cowboys to play at peak performance. Uh, hopefully his, his play improves and they're able to kind of make up for the weak link that they're kind of protecting. I know you're not in Phil Snow's meeting room, so I don't want to put you on the spot too much. I can't expect you to know this, but just as a general thought, I'm curious they traded for C.J. Henderson on Monday, first-round pick out of Jacksonville. He practiced fully yesterday, so he's healthy enough to 
participate in practice. He's had three days to look at the playbook. What do you do with a guy like that in this scenario? I assume he's going to be active for this game. Can you trust a guy like that to have it all down and play a full game? Or, or what do you do in that scenario if it's you? Oh, I'm playing him. And I put him on the field right away. Uh, he automatically goes onto the field in nickel packages. We kind of figure out a way to work around him. Uh, look, man, it's, it's not real complicated. When you have really talented players, you try and make it very simple for them. And knowing how they think in Carolina, they're going to make it very easy for him to be able to go play. I think they're benefiting from the fact that a lot of their coaches come from the collegiate game. And when you come from the college game, you're used to doing these quick turnarounds because you may have a freshman that kind of com- comes off the street. you got to get them ready to play. So you figure a way to make it very, very simple for the player so his talent can shine. What the Panthers want is they want to put together a collection of dynamic athletes on defense that can overwhelm you with their athleticism and speed. And so they will find a way to either lock C.J. Henderson up in man coverage, play some simple Simon zones, but they're going to put him on the field. I would expect to see him play a prominent role. Carolina leads the league right now in quarterback pressures with 47. Uh, talk to me about how they're doing it. Is it is it primarily with just the front four? Do they blitz? Do they do a lot of stunts? Like what what are they doing in order to generate the pressure that they're generating against their opponents? It's all of the above. They do it all, man. They they line up. If they can beat you with four, they beat you with four. Uh, because their speed, Brian Burns and the speed off the edges can be problematic. If they need to dial it up and bring some pressure, they'll bring uh, Shaq Times, they'll bring some of the other guys to create it. They'll bring corners off the edge. Uh, there is nothing in a playbook that they won't utilize. And so one of the things when we talk about speed, because the common denominator is speed, when you have a fast defense, you can create disruption. And disruption brings about those negative plays and those things. As the Cowboys defense has gotten faster when you put Mike and some of those other guys on the field, the turnovers kind of happen because speed creates disruption. And so it's the same thing for the Carolina Panthers. They got more speed on the field. They can run it down, uh, play with great effort, make up your mistakes with your effort and your uh, athleticism. And that's what they're doing. That's why they're having success. All right. So tell us who's going to win. What do you think is going to happen Sunday at noon at AT AT&T Stadium? So I think this is a statement game for the Dallas Cowboys, right? Because the narrative has changed. Now the conversation around town and around the country is, oh, the Cowboys are real. They're mm-hmm. legit. This is an opportunity for them to be um, a Super Bowl contender and all of those things. This is a test of the maturity of the Cowboys. Have they grown over the past couple of years to being a team that, oh, when they're expected to win, they can win? I expect them to win. But to me, I'm looking to see how do they go about handling their business? Because this is a game that I think they should win. Can they go about just chopping one and taking care of business right from the jump? Or do they backslide a little bit because of all the noise has been so positive that now they get complacent and they kind of lose their focus on what is really important? All right, Bucky, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back with you uh, again next week and uh, and talk a little bit more about Cowboys Week 4 opponent. Uh, We'll we'll do that. Uh, We're going to take our final break, come back. We'll get some uh, questions for these guys on this Dallas offense and this matchup with the Carolina defense. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. 
Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Cowboys Nation can join the fight against cancer with the 2021 Crucial Catch gear. Every dollar of NFL royalties from this collection will be donated to the American Cancer Society. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Before we end the show, I want to talk a little bit more about this Cowboys offense relative to the Carolina defense. But I want to start, I want to zero in a little bit here on the Cowboys offensive line. Uh, I want to get some opinions from you guys on how you think particularly three guys on the offensive line played against Philadelphia and really just how how they've played throughout the year. We talked a little bit about Biotish, uh, Connor Williams, Terrence Steele. How do you think those three guys in particular have played, particularly last week and, and over the course of the season as much as they've played? I think Steele. Um, and this isn't really – I think if you throw expectations out the window, I think Steele has played the best of those three. Wow. Well, I mean, you didn't hear holding 78 four times. Yeah. I mean, Connor Williams had a hard time blocking, and, and B. Oddish cost him 14 points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and on both goal lines, he, he just, I, I thought that that quarterback sneak, yes, Dak got in, in my opinion, but. Biotis went straight to the ground. I mean, he had to kind of shift over to the right here. He didn't get any push at all. And of course, we know what happened on the other one. So Biotis, you know, but they are they are getting 400 yards of offense. I mean, they they were running it, they were moving it. I don't want to fault them all, but I think the past game, I think I think they've struggled a little bit there, especially Connor in this last game. Yeah, I I'm really I'm conflicted about Tyler Biotis. It's it's that's a hard thing to decipher because. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's fair to call him the weak link of this offensive line right now. I also think it's fair to point out he's he just started his seventh NFL game. It's somebody mm-hmm. somebody called me on that the other day. They were like, he played all last year. I was like, yeah, he started four times because Joe got hurt, and when Joe came back, he left the lineup. He started four games. He's barely played by NFL standards. Uh, he, he was a fourth-round pick also. Yeah, I think there's some... There's some Travis Frederick association going on that doesn't do Tyler any favors. Like <laughs> he's not Travis Frederick. Right. Travis Frederick was the best center in football. Yeah. Um, 
And and also he's he's gone against Vita Vea and Indomitian Sue, Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. Which for all for as much as everybody respects Fletcher Cox, Hargrave is playing yeah. better. He's he showed a it. Freak. Yeah. And oh, by the way, Derek Brown on deck. Mm-hmm. He's he's gross too. Top ten pick <laughs> last year. Just hard hard guy to deal with. And I get it. It's troubling because you're going to have those matchups throughout the season. I understand that. Even you know the Giants look like they suck. They have Leonard Williams. Like it doesn't get easier in the yeah. NFL. Um, but I still feel like the guy deserves a little bit of slack. And again, the expectation like you get so used to watching Hall of Fame caliber players play offensive line for this team, you got to make do with less than that in a lot of cases. And Tyler hasn't been so bad that it's thrown the offense off of schedule. I mean, they're moving the ball and scoring points in every game they've played so far. So has he been great? Not at all. Am I just breaking all the glass and pressing all the panic buttons? Not yet. So let's let's take this question to the next level. I mentioned when we were talking to Bucky, Carolina leads the league in quarterback pressures. If you look at the other opponent, the other opponents that Dallas has faced, uh, all three of them in the bottom half of the league in quarterback pressures. Are you at all concerned that going into this game that this may be a team that pressures way more than what you've seen? And those two guys, I guess, because you guys feel like Steele has been pretty good, those two guys, Williams and um, and Biotish, are you at all concerned about what they're going to be facing this week against a team that, that sends a lot of pressure? And as Bucky said, sends pressure in a lot of different kinds of ways. Yeah. Not as concerned because of Ezekiel Elliott. And I don't mean that as a pass blocker. I just mean as a runner. I, I think that... That I don't know what the the Jets have in their running game. I don't know what Houston has. Saints, you know, and they have Kamara, but they don't really use him the way the Cowboys like to use. Um, obviously Zeke and their and their running attack. So I think the Cowboys' running attack is going to kind of set the tone of this and maybe keep that you know keep the pass rush off a little bit um because you know like I asked Bucky I mean you can have the fastest guys in the world but I mean they're probably going to give up some here in, in the run he said he said safeties are playing linebackers linebackers have their hand in the dirt well you got to you better be able to run on them and I think the Cowboys have a running game unlike the other three teams they face so far to at least offset what some of this pass rush will be I'm worried about it and I, I'm I'm glad you phrased it that way cuz I think we're we're being remiss. We haven't mentioned an important name in this matchup yet. He's actually he's the guy leading the Panthers in sacks right now, and that's Hassan Reddick, yeah. former top fifteen pick, Arizona had a breakout year last year. He's in Carolina because well, I don't know this for sure, but it's a hell of a dot to connect. Matt Rule was his coach at Temple. Yeah. Matt Rule knows his strengths and knows how to use him. He's a hybrid guy. He can do some linebacker stuff. He can play on the edge. He's got four and a half sacks already this season. He's a Michael Parsons. I mean, he's he's not he's not he's like a he's a bulkier, less bendy Micah Parsons. Yeah. But he you can use him in that Swiss Army knife kind of way where you can create a lot of havoc with a guy like that. You can blitz him. You can play him on the edge. He can hold. He's big enough to hold up against the run. Now you can get into conversations where you show blitz and drop him, and now Dak's got to deal with that. Um, so there's just – I just say that to say there's a lot of ways that they can throw stuff at this offensive line. And with what we've already seen from those three in particular, yeah, it should be concerning. And I think they're going to need to call plays to offset that. Like they should call their offense to offset – pressure because I think it's going to be coming at him a lot. And because it they do it in a lot of ways, uh, where I'm most concerned is Steele and Biotish and their inexperience. I know 
Uh, uh, Steele got a lot of experience last year, relatively speaking, for his rookie year. But that all being said, he still is just a second-year player. Um, and so the, the the relative inexperience of those two guys, I wonder how much that can be taken advantage of by a defense that does a lot of different things and has a lot of speed. So you don't have time to react if you don't if you're lost. Like they're going to be by you, as as Bucky was saying a little earlier. That part does concern me a little bit. Now here's another thing I want to to, to talk about uh, Dallas's strategy offensively, and we've heard this from Kellen Moore a few times. We aggressively take what the defense gives us. So what do you do when you're facing a team that's equally good against the run and against the pass when you know you typically look for where they will have a little bit more of a deficiency and that's where you kind of attack them? I'm not sold on this secondary. And that's and again, you know, this it's the NFL, the results are what they are at at, at a certain point. I don't care who they've beaten, they still deserve credit for doing these things, yeah. but you look at the quarterbacks that they've played, and even then the receiver cores that they've played. The Jets have a rookie quarterback behind a banged-up O-line with little in the way of skill players. The Saints were a mess that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, still breaking in an offense. Even when they beat the crap out of Green Bay week one, they only threw for like 120 yards. They don't have... about the Saints. Yeah, yeah. They don't have skill players beyond Michael Thomas, who's not playing. I mean, like, they got a bunch of low-round guys and Taysom Hill just trying to patch it together. Uh, and then Houston, what else, what do I need to say? As if they weren't he, even with their starter. As yeah. if Houston wasn't bad enough, they've got Davis Mills. Yeah. This ain't that. This is <laughs> this is Dak playing at an MVP caliber with beasts everywhere and a running game. And so I respect Carolina, especially their front. And like I said, if Carol if Carolina's gonna win this game, it's gonna be because they just muck this whole thing up and just pressure. beat the offensive line. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sold that this secondary is locked down. Like, Dante Jackson is fine. Uh, C.J. Henderson got there Monday. J.C. Horn's not playing in this game. Jeremy Chin's a good player. But, again, like, I'm I'm not sold that this is some secondary that you can't throw on, and I think there will be plays there. Agreed. I, mean, I Really, I mean, I, I just – I think that their defensive – you know, I think their defense is going to be aggressive, but I think there's ways to offset that. And I do think that that Dak is playing with this with this lineup right now. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you would trade him for anybody right now. I really don't. I don't think you would trade for anybody in the league Dak, about what they're doing, what they've got right now. I wish you like my Grinch heart just grew like three sizes hearing you say that. Well, I just, and I'm, I'm not just saying he's the best. Out of he's my not chest. the best. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the league because you can't do that with guys that have won Super Bowls and are still playing at a high level. Yeah. I mean, and there, there, there are guys out there, but I don't think you would take the combination of Kellen Moore. Dak, the line, Zeke, the just what they're doing right now, you wouldn't. You wouldn't if you take said, it. if you said, give me an offense that you would trade, you wouldn't trade the Cowboys' offense for any offense. Yeah, I mean, league. I mean, Mahomes is outstanding, but I mean, you wouldn't. Would you rather have Russell Wilson in here doing what Dak is doing with all of this? No, I'd rather the guy. It's the chemistry. It's like Dave said, the chemistry of everything that's going is that you know. He, and, and but here's something that that needs to be said, I, and I, we talk about it a lot. There are no divas on this offensive team, and it is very tough to do this. You can't just say Cooper three catches, twenty four yards. Hey, we won. The Cowboys haven't had receivers here all the time with like Zeke. that. Zeke and yeah, Pollard. Yeah. Zeke is fine with yeah. it. The offense, Gallup was fine. CD, they just want to win. And as much as that sounds like it's easy, you see it around the league. You've seen it with this team. We saw them the other night at the game. It's great. Dez is great. But Dez wasn't always okay with that situation, too. So 
it's it's not it's easy to say pick your poison, but sometimes these other players they they hear this kind of stuff, and I think it's really it's it's really it's a credit to everything that they're how unselfish they've been. I don't want to myth make too much. I mean, we all we love Dak. We talk about it. Everybody knows I love Dak, but I think a lot of that stems from him. I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. He is he oozes confidence. And he is accessible. You know, he's he he's not aloof. He's you know he's one of the guys. He's he oozes confidence in himself. He oozes confidence in all of them. He's the first guy to say like, it wasn't there for you there, but I got you. Like yeah. he keeps everybody involved, and I I think he is a big part of why everybody is just kind of chill with that. Honestly, yeah. is they're just like Dak will get me they my trust in him. Dak will yeah. get me my play. See, uh, they asked CD about that yesterday. CD was open. On the Cedric Wilson touchdown last week, and they were like, "Did you kind of, did you kind of razz Dak about that? You let him know that you were open too." And he was like, "No, he'll, he he saw it and he made the best play, and he'll he'll come back to me. It's fine." Yeah. Cooper was wide open on a touchdown uh, that they threw to Jarwin against the Chargers. They still scored on that drive. Mm-hmm. Wide open though, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it, I mean, you just you're like, ah, you you know, you want to score and all that, but but yeah, like you said, like it, it, and that's what that's what makes this offense so great is like. Whatever you do, like I don't have to force the ball to this guy. I got to get him his touches. He's making fifteen, twenty million a year. Got to get. They don't do that, and I think that's a credit to everybody involved. You got to give coaches, you know, credit as well. But I think it's Dak more than anything. But I so I don't think Dak is better than Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. But I've been thinking that these last three weeks. I'm just like, he is operating at a level with the best of them right now. Not in terms of like how pretty the throws are mm-hmm. or the stat lines. But just in terms of the confidence and the comfort, running his offense, making every every decision is the right one, or if they're not the right decision, you get out of it, or you bounce back from the plays that don't go right, and it's just it's um, it's been so much fun to watch. And here's the thing: he's not at 100, percent and I don't mean like health wise. I'm talking about he's not at his game just yet because. He doesn't want to run right yeah, his now. His running game is it's not, not where it there. Was he's maybe it's mental. Maybe it's just being smart. Maybe yeah. he's like, I don't have to take that risk. But once that gets back, and that's another element with mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Watch out, man. That's that could even be scarier. It's but right all, now, yeah. right now, he just doesn't. He's you know he's trying to be smart with it, and I don't I don't know if I blame him really. Yep. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on tomorrow. We'll get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Panthers. Uh, we'll tell you who we think is going to win that game on Sunday at noon at AT&T Stadium. Till then, for Nick Eatman and Dave Hellman, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!